0: Welcome to In In It It Together. Together. I'm Jay.
1: And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective. Hey again. Hey there. We're back at it. How are you doing today?
0: I'm stressed. I'm stressed to the max today.
1: (sighs) I hear you. Tell me why you're stressed.
0: Well, here we are at the dawn of another election cycle. Yeah. And uh, I've been glued to the television for the last couple of days trying to figure out what the results of this whole th- mess is going to be. Yeah. And it's it's got me like, you know, I don't want to say stressed, uh, just anxious, I guess. Yeah. So maybe we could talk about like anx- anxiousness and stress. And
1: yeah, um, maybe we dedicate this episode to stress. Like you said, anxiousness, stress management. Kind of normalize it.
0: I could really use some stress management <laughs> after these last couple of days. Yeah. It's been tense.
1: It really has. And I don't think you've dis, like really disconnected from it. I think this is your first, I don't want to say calculated, but effort into trying to move away from that, this podcast right now.
0: Yeah, this is exactly, it's been all consuming for the last mm-hmm. few days uh, where I've been kind of glued to the television and- I even have the news on, on XM radio ah. when I'm in the car. So it's been crazy. And it's like, I feel I can't, like it's
1: all over this house. Yeah, like and, and I, can't I, on get the other hand, I'm like, I'll ask you. Like I know better. I'm like, hey, any updates? And you're like, no. Yeah. And that's it for me. I
0: can't get away from it. Like I said, it's, it's been all consuming. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it, it, it
1: has been all consuming, but you know what? I can guarantee everybody else is the same spot right now. Like that unease of, okay.
0: Yeah, you're right. I, I'm Those not external, the only person yeah. that's that's going through this right now. So so
1: why don't you, I don't know, kind of process a little bit.
0: Oh, well, I, I, I am. I'm processing with you right now. <laughs> this is the first time I've kind of been away from that, right? So I don't know. Talk to me. So what would you say? Well, the
1: first thing is, is I don't think people really know how to identify stress in their lives. I think they just, you know, it's a bad day or my life sucks, but stress Happens all the time. There's healthy stress, and then there's not so healthy stress. And I think that we all should be a little bit more cognizant of okay, what am I feeling right now? And I think I've been working on stress management this week because I've seen a a slight change in my behavior this week.
0: Yeah, I could definitely, I would definitely say that you've been yeah. working hard on yeah. on that. So, Me, on the other hand, I've been falling off the deep end. Yeah.
1: Of well, I I think what people need to know is that stress is just a response. Your, that your body responds to an external factor, okay? It can be healthy, like I said, and it can be unhealthy and it all depends. Even unhealthy stre- even healthy stress can t- have an impact on you. So anything that's out of your ordinary day to day can cause you to feel anxious and nervous and that's normal. And I think right now what people are experiencing on top of COVID and on top of the pandemic and on top of personal issues and trauma is now this. So this compounded level's stress and i don't think it's healthy
0: no i definitely agree it's not healthy <laughs> it is compounding between the stresses of covid and everything we're going through and then this throw this on top exactly. of exactly it. it's been crazy but you
1: know what's funny intellectually you know that intellectually you're sitting here being like man i'm i'm not doing so well but yet you continue to watch it oh i and know it's, it's funny how we do contribute and add to the stresses i mean we Get to choose certain instances in our lives, and it's funny that even if we know something is not so healthy for us, we kind of continue to do it. And so, I think this podcast is going to be super helpful today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is like self-inflicted because this (laughs) self-inflicted. It's it's absolutely self-inflicted because I can I can easily walk away from it. Uh take a, take a pause and say hey you know what it's what, what's going to happen is going to happen exactly and I I preach that to you all the time right don't worry about the things you don't have control yeah. over don't
1: stress over the things that you have no saying you tell me you used to tell me that all the time because you know what you would tell me you'd say you know what at the end of the day whatever's going to is happen. you're still going to be who you are you're still going to get up and do the things that you're going to do nothing dramatically is going to change for you and that causes anxiety it's like but but it's tough. So I, I can kind of see both sides.
0: Well, for me, I think it, it has less to do with controlling the situation or the outcome of the situation. Right. It has everything to do with, I just want to know what's the next step. FOMO. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Well, why don't you, why don't you explain Fear to of
1: them? missing out. You got exactly. FOMO over there.
0: Well, it's not so much missing out, but it you know I, I don't care to, to be there in the moment that it gets changed. I just want to... Honestly, I just want to stop watching it. You mm-hmm. know, I'm at that point where I just want to stop watching this. Just tell me who is going, who, you know, make your projections just, yeah. and then let me know so I can move on.
1: So I can bury that and, and move on to the next stressor exactly. in my life. <laughs> exactly. I have too many stressors, but this one is taking up so much of it. You know, we can sit here and joke and be lighthearted about it because I honestly think that this at the end of the day is what gets you through it. And I'm I'm actually happy that we're doing this podcast right now because you're not sitting in front of the TV. You're not listening to it on, you know, your phone. It's not running in the background. You really are taking some time for yourself right now.
0: Well, I think that's it's part of my personality, right? I have to finish things that I start. And mm-hmm. it's one of these things that it's unfinished business for me. So because it's unfinished business, even though I have zero to do, I did my civic duty. I went out you on Tuesday. Yep. I, I cast my vote. But. It's still, it's unfinished, even though, like I said, I have nothing, I have nothing else to contribute to this whole scenario, but because it's unfinished, for me, I just, I I have to stay tuned until it's done and over with, whether it it, goes. You see
1: things through.
0: Yeah, exactly. Whether it goes.
1: In your favor or against your favor, it doesn't matter. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to help you out. I
0: just want it to be over and move on, and I can't do that, I can't. Let go, I guess, and that's that's an issue we that should is talk a problem, about, right? Yeah, I sh- I need to be able to let go and practice what I preach. And I don't have anything any control over this, so maybe just move on and I'll come back to it. I'm attempting to do that now, right? I'm you disconnecting are. a little bit, even though we're sitting here
1: talking about. But I it. think you're processing why this has been a stressor for you because I think this is the issue that people forget is someone can say that I'm stressed. OK, but what are you stressed about? That's where the whole processing comes into play. Well, I'm stressed about this. OK, what about that? And, and that's what you're doing. You're slowly pulling it apart layer by layer. And you're demonstrating to our listeners like there's more to just saying I'm stressed out because most of the time that's what you hear from people. Well, what's going on? Well, I'm just stressed out. Well, what do you, everything that's not processing. So what you're doing right now is it's going to clear your mind for you to just because I know you, you're just going to when we're done with this, you're going to go right back up there and you're gonna be like, all right, I'm, my brain's clear now because you have to see things through. But you've taken some time for self-care. And I think I want people to get that from it. Like it's not this black or white all or nothing like you tell me, you know, for me, I just I'm just not watching it because I know mentally I can't handle anything more than myself right now. And that's okay. And right now, you know how much you can handle. And you know, after I clear my mind a little bit, I can go back to it. So managing stress looks differently for everybody.
0: Yeah. And I think logically going through that in my head is probably going to help me disconnect. And I probably won't go back to watching it. And okay. I'll say, okay, you know what? I'm done with it today. I'll, Tomorrow's a new day. Exactly. I'll I'll do something a little bit more productive for my personal growth. And then I'll go back to it tomorrow where I hopefully get some more information. And, and they've made a decision one way or the other. And, you know, kind of put it past me.
1: Yeah, well, I think that that's good. And, I, uh, and, and I'm not, you know, I, I wasn't trying to throw shots at you that you were going to be up there. But I do know that you do a very good job at compartmentalizing and processing instances and then allowing them to go and letting the stressors go and moving on where I don't. Everything's compounded for me. So I think that that was really good to actually mention that, like, yo, I'm taking this time for myself. And then, you know, tomorrow's a new day. Because I don't think a lot of people are doing that. I don't think people are disconnecting from the stressors that are going on right now. And I'm not just talking elections, I'm talking everything.
0: Yeah, I didn't take that personal. a little. I know exactly where you were going with that, so <laughs> that's fine. We yeah, need...
1: you're not me, I forget that.
0: So, you know, let's keep going with that. Let's keep going with dealing with stress, you know. Well,
1: I guess, what are some healthy ways and unhealthy ways? Let's, I mean, I think that's where we should start. What are some, let's start with the unhealthy ways. What are unhealthy ways that people deal with stress? And I guess talk from yourself and I'll talk from myself.
0: Oh boy, that's a big one, right? So unhealthy ways to deal with stress.
1: Not acknowledging uh, Exactly. It,
0: right? Not acknowledging the stressors, contributing to the stressors, and this leads on to like dependencies, yeah. right? They're like the saying goes, right? They'll drown their sorrows. So they'll turn to some type of chemical mm-hmm. you know, alleviant for their stress, which is again, it's it's running away from the the issue, right? Being able to confront the issue and being able to acknowledge what's going on. And logically get through. You exactly. know, is is this something that I, I've contributed to, or is this something that I can, I can change, either about yourself personally or, mm-hmm. or your or your surroundings? I think that helps, right? But going back to the negative, if you're running away from your from your exactly. stressors and you're not facing them head on, I think that's when it becomes even a bigger problem.
1: Of course. And for me, I know when I'm not managing my stress well. I become even more emotional, even less capable of dealing with, I'm talking minuscule things, stress for me compounds and really reduces my productivity in life and how I feel. And so not talking about it, running away from it, denying that something even minute or small is stressing me out because it makes me feel bad, like you're weak because you're stressed out over this. Putting myself down, those are things that I I do. And Those are the things that actually make me even more stressed. But now I'm starting to see that those are unhealthy stress non-management skills.
0: So what would be good management, I guess, stress management skill?
1: First and foremost, admitting that you're stressed and not, you know, clapping back at yourself and making yourself feel bad. Having a little compassion, like I'm stressed out right now. And then asking yourself, like, why are you stressed out? Because like I said, most people stop at I'm stressed out. Well, I'm stressed out because of this, this, this and this. Okay, now what's the next step? Like, I would learn, and you've taught me this, break it down and continue to ask questions so you can get to the bottom and there's no other questions to ask. That is my number one healthy coping skill with stress. And that's really just taking the power back and reducing the power of the stressor that you don't have control over. And if you do, you're gonna know right away. So that's my big thing.
0: Yeah, and then, uh, you know, do something positive with, you know, because this is a lot of built-up energy. You know, stress is kind of that, right? That Right. That anxious energy that people get, use that to. Like
1: an outlet? Yeah. You
0: find, exactly. That's what I guess, where I wanted to go, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, find a healthy outlet that you can, um, whether that's, you know, playing a sport or drawing, doing going something creative. Going for a walk. Going for, that's perfect, you know, doing a podcast. You're doing
1: a podcast. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, TikToking, whatever exactly, it is. Exactly.
0: Whatever it is, do something positive with that energy and that. Because then
1: you're kind of taking control of that energy and using it as drive or fuel and putting it towards something that's going to benefit for for you. And I, I think the other thing, too, to help with is everybody needs somebody to talk to. You know, we have ourselves and we have to be able to decompress and be our own best friend, but it's so therapeutic. Like, I'm grateful I have you because I can come to you no matter what it is. Like, I'm stressed out over this grocery list right now, you know, or I'm stressed out over more serious things like my traumas and things that I'm working through. And you're my best friend. I can tell you anything. And I think that people need to, and they don't need to, but it's great if you can identify a support group or people that are just like you trying to better themselves. It just makes the messy healing and stress management a lot easier to deal with when you have a good support system.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll echo that.
1: And really, you're my support system.
0: And you're my support system, because you're the you're the one that's here listening me, to me complain and air out my dirty laundry of, about things. So you're and, very and even- smart
1: and witty, and I'm just gonna go on air and say this right now: that I'm very proud to have, you know, a partner who's intelligent and passionate. So I mean, my brain may be functioning at twenty percent, and i may be maybe only processing five percent of what you're saying, but it doesn't mean that I'm not learning in that moment or that I'm not there engaged with you and listening and you know being there and i don't know i just i like listening well, to you. Well, thank as, you as long as you're not you're like yelling at me then i'm like don't talk to me <laughs>
0: yeah well thank you i appreciate that but just so let's i'm gonna i'm gonna take this a little step further because just so our listeners understand and there's something that you just said okay. that you're functioning at 20 percent capacity <laughs> right that's just I,
1: right now i
0: know and i think i think it's important to let the listeners know why that is because i don't think they understand like i don't want people to think that you're con- oh you're always at 20 percent capacity okay, so you're a very very bright very in- intelligent person you match me very very well
1: i do i'm just saying like right now
0: yeah exactly so i think you should you know <laughs> <laughs> you should explain a little bit more okay. about that. well scenario. it's
1: kind of it's multi-layered so first of all i have a significant trauma history And I have C, well, complex PTSD. And so there's something that I'm learning. And it's that you have your, let's have your average brain, brain that hasn't undergone anything traumatic. It grew and developed within normal limits. And then you have a brain that's experienced complex trauma over and over and over. They do not function and manage the same. And it's like the space, the reality that the normal brain has, not the traumatic brain, there's a lot more movement and a lot more that they can kind of manage and, and deal with at times. When you have someone with a you know traumatic history, I've learned I'm learning this in therapy right now, is that there's a small portion of your brain that you're functioning on because the other part of the brain, of the trauma brain, is actually trying to work on managing the traumatic aspects. And allowing you to function, okay. Now, on a normal week, that's not my week when I'm cycling. I'm pretty good, you know. me, you know, I I, I handle things pretty well. I match you. We have amazing conversations. But during the time that my hormones fluctuate, it's a lot harder for me, and therefore, I'm not firing all up there. But that doesn't mean that I'm, you know. It just it just means that that's my body catching up and and taking care of itself, and we're just kind of intellectually putting a label to this to understand this. And I think a lot of people go through this.
0: Uh, And I bet they do. I'm sure there's other people that are going to listen and and say, oh man, is that something that happens to me, right? Mm -hmm. And this is something we're just exploring. Like,
1: well, we all know that my brain typically like, you'd say like, how do you not understand this, you know?
0: Yeah, I think we've talked about that a little bit, right? And, And it's it's really, you know, you're two different, I don't wanna say two different people, but
1: I manage things differently. Yes,
0: you manage things differently at different times. And during your, when you're not cycling, um, you're very, very eloquent, very well-spoken. You're very knowledgeable with things, especially when it comes to, you know, this therapeutic side because mm-hmm. you've done it for, for yeah. some, you have a, it's my a high level of expertise in yeah. this stuff. So when I come to you and I talk to you about certain things and you can, you know, you can kind of analyze things and, and process things at a high level on a normal basis, but during this time it just it's not that you can't do those it things it takes
1: me a lot longer my brain's a lot slower and i don't have the same amount of capacity and wit and quickness to get there and i yeah
0: exactly yeah. and it's almost like oh, oh to me i you know before knowing all this it's it's almost like you know dealing with a whole different person it is because yeah. you know one person is ready ready to go and, and, and ready the to fire person's and, not. The, exactly, and the other person not and is. the
1: thing is is that stress during this time makes that even worse but what i found is that this week in trying to manage my stress i literally stopped doing a lot of things i normally would have during this time and i've been managing it a bit better because what that doctor said to me and i'm like oh well, that makes sense
0: i think acknowledging it is was the number one key for you yes and it's it's the number one key to a lot of things and i think we brought this up or i brought this up that acknowledging, or we we both pretty much have said the same thing. Acknowledging something is the number one thing or the number one. It's the first step. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it, Translating. Exactly. It's the very first step you have to take. Because once you acknowledge it, then you, you can move to fix it, right? You can't fix anything that you haven't acknowledged and i think for you that's a perfect example because you this is what happened right uh, i don't want to say arguments but the lot of discord that we we kind of go through in this around this time is isn't so much it's first of all it's it's me saying well why can't you be the person that i know you to be mm-hmm. that has everything to do with me nothing to do with you that's my own frustration but with you i think it's it's why can't my brain work the way it normally works
1: yeah and and i feel like that but when i've stopped once and 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 everybody needs to know this and i'm very i want to be very candid with this yes i was a clinician for 12 years and i have a high expertise in working with families and trauma but i'm also in therapy right now working through my traumas and what i can say is that once i realized and once she had said that to me about how a trauma you know a brain with traumatic injury or whatever works i was like why am i trying to push something and now i understand like oh Okay, that makes that makes complete sense. So
0: just to clarify, there you you <laughs> you didn't suffer any traumatic injuries to your brain. No, but whether so your brain is basically because it's dealing with trauma from mm-hmm. your childhood, it's allocating so much of its own mental capacity right. to dealing to with just that trauma. That. Yeah, that that exactly, managing that trauma that your the brain, the part of your brain that just handles normal day-to-day functions mm-hmm. Is, is just lot, that more limited
1: yeah is that more limited exactly and i don't think people realize that i think people just i didn't realize that i really didn't and i don't think you really i mean i think you did like what the heck's wrong with you but i think once we kind of had you know a little bit of an explanation it was like oh and now we joke about it because she said it's like the size of like like a, a plum or something and we kind of do like this little circle thing like size of a walnut and it's it's come this joke where i'm not taking it personal you're acknowledging like I understand wife. Right now you're having a hard time and most of your brain is trying to work through the traumatic parts. I got you. And it's become this little tiny little joke, not to put me down, but it's like, you know, we'll do the little circle and it helps. It helps normalize that for a brain that has some trauma, I am normal.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just it normalized it. And I think that Yes,
1: it removed the stigma.
0: Exactly. So it wasn't it wasn't something like anyone putting you down or you're no. putting yourself down or you feeling down about it, it's just recognizing, hey, mm-hmm. I'm not firing all cylinders right now, and, and it's okay. It's okay, just to quote a song here, right? It's okay not to be okay sometimes. Such
1: a great song. And I wanted to bring it back too with the whole stress thing that we're, we're talking about is because I have that going on, stress seems that much more compounded and much more, I guess, unmanageable for me. But the more knowledge that I have now, I can kind of delegate myself to the things that I have to. And it's almost like, I'm sorry, stress. I don't have any mental space for you. I can only deal with myself, my kids and making sure this house is taken care of. And so I think, like you said, one of the biggest things that we can do is just acknowledge it.
0: And it makes and that's it, healthy. And, and, you know, it makes it easier for me to relate to because I, under, I completely understand Overblowing something or just feeling something more during my time because I'm I'm kind of in my time too, right? I'm cycling emotionally myself, mm-hmm. and so and we talked about this earlier today, right? The certain certain things that are normal irritants, you know, on a regular basis, right? You know, whether it's the, you know the kids leaving their toys all over the place or you know something you know as small as that, right? Normally it's just okay, kids. Can you pick up your pick toys? Pick up your stuff, yeah. You know it becomes so much more overblown for me so it's like why can't you guys pick up the these toys i've told you a million times pick up the toys you know so is on a normal day or a normal yeah. you know a, a normal it would just normal like a, j uh, is is yeah can you guys you know i've told you guys several times please grab your stuff don't bring your toys down or whatever but now it's just like, um, it's over. So I can understand, I can relate, mm-hmm. you know, to that. How I handle things is different than how you handle exactly. things.
1: Exactly, we handle things and process but, things differently.
0: Exactly, but it's it's the same height, level of heightened awareness, Yeah, I we're guess both you could say.
1: are we're, we're both at the same point, you know, a heightened level, it's just different.
0: Well, what I can say is, I can relate to you now because I can understand, because I can see the parallel between you and me, right? Even though, for you it's it's an emotional fog if mm-hmm. if we want to call it that and for me it's to emo- a much more heightened emotional it's, response yeah. to to
1: It's almost like you have very crisp like whereas everything is foggy and hazy for me everything is super in focus for you. You know, and everything is right up in your face.
0: Yeah, I, I you yeah. could say that, sure.
1: Yeah, I think it's just it's too it's too completely different things and it's crazy. We both manage stress differently, we look at stress differently. And it's funny how that happens because I guarantee a lot of our listeners, I bet some are totally like with you on this, like, man, yeah, that's how I feel. And some are probably with me like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So I think it's really good that we're talking about this because we're not only talking about how stress affects us, but we're also talking about how on a normal basis, how we would manage things. And now when everything is heightened, how it's that much worse.
0: Yeah, good point. So. What do you want to talk about now?
1: Well, you know, we talked about how there's unhealthy ways to manage stress. I don't, I don't think we really dug deep into it, but we did say, you know, not acknowledging things and kind of burying your things yourself in things that are unhealthy. And then we talked about the healthy ways. But stress management, I think we should talk about how do you prepare? Like if you know that there are stressful times coming up, and like us, we have our stressful cycles every month. Are there things that you can do to prepare ahead of time that can decrease the stress? I think that that might be something we can talk about. Yeah, that's a good
0: question. I think well, th- it depends on the stressors, right? Because there's normal stress, day to day stress that yeah, like we a... all we exactly. So you know, like we meditate on a daily basis. We do. Yes. Yeah. We take some time to just kind of quiet our minds, and that's and that's a, a very tough thing to do because even when we're trying to sit down and meditate, <laughs> there's a million things minute, going through exactly. my head. Exactly, there's tons of things, but we do make a conscious effort to to you know set fifteen minutes aside that we'll we'll sit and do, you know, and just kind of meditate and we have a mantra that, you know, we recite and that just kind of quiets our mind or Yeah, it helps bring things into perspective. Any type of physical activity is always great. You know, if you can get up, run or jog or walk, you know, do some type of physical activity is is very helpful for that.
1: What I'm hearing from you too is having a baseline schedule. Like, okay, everything changes day to day. Everything's not going to be the same, but having a baseline schedule that you can go off of that you can work with you know like every day I know that I should get up and I start either my jog with the dog so I can process in my head home feeling you know continue working on healing get some exercise in you know and then you can do breakfast and things like that I think having a schedule so when real stressful times are presenting or you know a stressful times coming up planning your days out the things that you're going to do and planning in me time And planning in ways to decompress, I think, can really reduce it a lot. I think the problem is, is that people don't. They just keep going. And then the stress keeps adding up. And then they're not processing it. And then they're finding their mental health is worse. They don't have any stress management. And then their life is crumbling. Preparation, I think, is key. So for me, you've always told me, you need a planner. And it's been better because I plan my stuff now.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I keep things in my head. So I normally don't write things down. Yeah. I, I don't I don't. I have, have a,
1: to because forget it.
0: Yeah. So we're two completely different people, and and for our listeners, the way you handle your schedule, whether it's you know internal in your head or you're on you on your phone with some type of scheduling app, just
1: or, know what you're gonna do that day. That's, that's it. it.
0: It helps. It helps take the stressor of the day, just a regular mm-hmm. day when you have. Plans on what to do. Yeah. Because I, I you know, there's per- less
1: unknowns, which yeah, for, means less anxiety. Exactly.
0: Because me personally, the unknown gives me anxiety, yep. right? Like when I don't have a day planned out, whether it's in my head or, or, you know, I know what's going on throughout the day. So I can plan anxious. my day. Yeah. I get very anxious because sometimes I have a lot of things in my head. Like I got, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. And then I know that, oh, I, you know, I got to be here do this with the kids or I have to make sure the kids are, you know, some has to get done or I need some help with something. Right. But I, I know that you have a a busy schedule as well, but you know, I know I'm going to ask something of you and, but I'm, you know, again, in my head, I'm like, all right, I know she's busy with the kids from this hour to this hour, knowing what your schedule is so we can coordinate with, you know, my schedule relieves a lot of my anxiety because when I, when I don't know what our schedules are going to be, it's just like, okay, wh- what are we doing? What are you doing? And it's exactly. just like, I get, I get anxious. And
1: something I've learned is like, if you fail, and this is a, this is a huge quote, like, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And that to me gives me the biggest anxieties. Like I know if I don't have my day planned out or have an idea curriculum wise, or just like what I'm doing or when my self-care time is, I start to spiral. And then I start half-assing stuff. You know, I start half-assing this, I'll start this, I'll start that because there's way too much on my plate had I scheduled my day out, I wouldn't be as stressed out because I would know you're not going to be able to get this in today. You're going to have to delegate that till tomorrow, whereas you do that in your head. So I think what I want our listeners to know so they can go away with some stress management skills here is plan out your days, plan out your self-care time, understand that you cannot get everything done all in one day. You're not you're not a superhuman. And when you set these unrealistic expectations for yourself, you are adding to stress when there's already insurmountable of stress right now in everybody's life. So the more you can do ahead, the better off you're gonna be.
0: And I think you you uh keyed in on something. Be realistic with your schedules and be realistic with your time management. Because that's something you struggle with. Oh yeah or you start you actually. Yeah, you're you're much better with that. Just being able to manage your time effectively and and be realistic with the the amount of time it takes. Something like I always tell you you know work with you know at least a 10 or 15 minute buffer yep you know because you can't go from one task to another task you
1: need to disengage from whatever it is you're doing and have time to start up the next thing
0: exactly and you know you can tie things together you know some certain things you can you know you're i'm a big multitasker i can try to do i well, i try to do three or four things at once because that's just how my brain works sometimes and sometimes it's it's better for me to be thinking about you know two three different things because I can effectively you know work on a couple things at once but not everyone's like me so um
1: no I cannot multitask you've told me this before
0: well I think you've you've come to that your that conclusion Well see
1: I used to take it as a dig you know with well, the way that you would say it you know and I'd be like, oh, you know I can't multitask. I, I, I can't do more than one thing at once. And it was like, at this point, I'm like, I don't give a crap. I just, whatever it is I'm doing, I just want to do it right. And I'll move on to the next thing. Some people are great multitaskers and other people aren't. And, you know, even though multitasking is amazing, are you really giving your 100% attention to each task? Probably not. However, it doesn't affect you. For me, it does. And I think it's really important. And it's great for our listeners to hear that there are different ways that you can manage it. You just have to find out what works for you. And if you're like me, don't compare yourself to somebody else and don't try to deal with stress the way people think you should deal with stress. As long as you're coping effectively and healthy, do you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because everyone's different, you know, and that's not a dig or slight on anyone that, that you know, can't multitask. That's just a more of a...
1: It's a skill.
0: Uh, yeah, I it's think. a skill, but it has a lot to do with my personality. Like I have... I, I'm just, you know, anal retentive about type getting N. something done right, right? I If I can't do it right, I don't want to do it. You. That's just the, the, yeah. the way I am. So if I'm doing two or three tasks at once, I'm devoting enough time to each individual task. I isolate them as I'm doing them. So even though I might be doing two things at once, yeah. it's because I'm like scheduling it in my brain, right? I'm going to start he, this here. And then I can do this here, and wow, then I can that's do that on exactly. That. So, so it's it's more about you know, and and again, I'm so yeah. anal retentive about doing something right.
1: That gives me anxiety thinking about that. that
0: I I can't. I'm yes. just physically can't. I can't not put a hundred percent effort into the one thing because it would drive me nuts. The
1: most multitasking I can do is cook dinner, the protein, the carbohydrate, and the vegetable, and that's fine. You because know, and a
0: hundred a hundred percent effort. effort into, that's it. Exactly into that one thing. And it comes out amazing. You're an amazing cook. Well, thank you. And and that's why it comes out amazing. And th- just like everything else that you kind of undertake, right? You put a hundred percent effort into everything you do because you're that's the old, the one thing you're doing at that one time. And there's nothing wrong with that.
1: And I think that that and that in itself would cause stress for me. Isn't that funny? Like it would cause so much stress that I can only do one thing at a time. It's like there's this. The societal pressures that we have on ourselves to be anything but who we are, and I think we really just need to focus on what are my skills, what are the things that I'm great at. Because in times of stress, those are the things that you have to rely on to get through them. You cannot rely on the skill sets and coping mechanisms of your spouse, your significant other, your family, your mom and dad. You cannot do that. You 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 need to be genuine to yourself and have compassion for yourself. And I think that. Through all of this, especially stressful times, we all have the skills in us. We all have amazing things about us. We're not all just, there's some people that say to me on TikTok all the time, I can't find one good thing about myself. Then you're not looking hard enough because we all have skills and things that we can use for times of you know stress and in times of not stressful situations. I,
0: I think it's a societal thing as well, you know, because everyone kind of uplifts everyone because... You know, if you're a Type A personality, everybody kind of wants to be Type A. Yeah. But not everyone's a Type A, and no, then you know and what? And it's cool. If there's you're not. a lot of wrong with Type A. You know, there's a lot of things that you know Type A personality people look at themselves and say, "Damn, I wish I wasn't so anal about certain things, or I wasn't so driven about certain things." It's not all that it's cracked up to be. You know, to be a Type A personality, it's okay to be a Type B or C, and you should be proud of that you know you know what i
1: mean yeah and you know there's some people that are a b there's certain aspects of their personality where they can you know for me i have a lot of drive type a but i think i'm primarily b and i'm okay with that and i think like the more it's so liberating when you can be like i'm okay with who i am not like if you're a piece of crap you're not working on yourself but you're like i'm okay with the fact that i can only scramble eggs and then cook toast afterwards like that's totally cool Mm -hmm. Or I'm okay with the fact that I can flip five eggs in a pan. I got this over here. I got that going over there. Not everybody's like that. And I think that in itself creates additional stress on people. And then people start to cycle. And so if anything, I want our listeners to get and to take away from this that, like you have taught me, everything that you need to manage, anything that's going on in your life, you're born with those skills. You yeah, got you them. Ha- you just got to cultivate them. T- exactly.
0: That. You have the tools and you have to be able to take your strengths and take your weaknesses yeah. and say, okay, play to your strengths and stay away from the, the things that you're weakest at. Um, not, don't avoid them you entirely. You can work on them, but exactly. play to your strengths. Exactly, but play to your strengths. Play what your, are my
1: strengths? What do you think?
0: What are your strengths?
1: Well, okay. What was that look for over there? Looking up? Were you looking up to the gods for help? Yes. Honestly, my biggest strength is my drive. It's also my hugest you know, issue that I have. But I think my... I think one of the biggest things that I have is my my ability to connect with people. Not a lot of people can genuinely connect. I think that's my biggest thing. And so in times of stress, I think that can be helpful for me when I can connect because I like talking. So for you, one of your biggest strengths is what? What do you think one of your biggest strengths is and how can that help you in stressful times?
0: I think it's just logically being Oh, by able the way, you didn't t-
1: you didn't say anything about me.
0: Yeah, because you write into right into it.
1: (laughs) No, yeah, you're logically, and I wish I was. I don't know. I I got to
0: think about that because it's like you kind of put me on the spot, and I have to think about it. Kind of why I looked up. It's not because I was looking at the heavens, but it's because I don't know what I classify as a strength, and and I have to look at that because I think there's a difference between a a strength and just a talent, where two different things, and then there's just something that you know innately in you. So, I think you, you have to make these different distinctions. So, there's a lot of things about you that I can say you're great at that. You know, you mentioned that, right? You mentioned your ability to connect with people. I think that's like a talent, you know, with you, because that's something that I've, you, you just have a natural charisma about you. You could be in the supermarket just standing there minding your well, own business.
1: This happens all the time. And then
0: somebody will come up to you and just start to spill their, their whole life story. And that, you know, you didn't even do anything to. to I to just even, looked at them. Exactly. Again, I, I think that's more of a talent that you have. I don't know if that's a strength. You know, a strength is, I think, something that you cultivate, right? Something you've cultivated inside yourself. So that's I'd have to think about that. You, See, this
1: is why I'm glad you joined this podcast. Like, I know I had to, like, wrap you into it and all this stuff, but I love your analytical side. I really do. Like I come from like, I'm very on the top. I'm very like, I can, I can pull certain things, but you also get me to think differently. And I think this is so important because we're giving our listeners a well-rounded podcast that they can leave with and ask more questions. I think you bring that to the table. And so where you can pick my brain from a clinical perspective and a therapeutic perspective where I can help on the diagnosis level, you really can help on the logical aspect. So I, I'm, that's why I'm so excited you're here.
0: So in terms of strengths, right, the, the one thing I can point to is a strength of mine, right? Okay. Is just the ability to put myself into a different mindset. You know, I can see both sides of the coin.
1: You can easily disengage from your own opinion. Exactly. And see it from somebody else's. So that's huge.
0: So so that I would say is my strength because that's something, you know, I've just cultivated from years and years of dealing with issues or myself or or anything that I come across is just be able to say okay, this is how I feel about this and this is what my opinion is, but what if it was someone else Mm -hmm. with a different set of values or opinions or past or trauma or whatever the case may be, how would they feel about it? So it's it's No, you
1: do do that all the time and now you got me questioning, now I'm like, I don't know what one of my biggest strengths is. Like you said, that's a talent I have to connect, but a strength, I gotta think about that.
0: Yeah, that's something. I what, what I would say is is a strength of yours. I I think again I in I'm, I'm trying to figure out if this is a strength because it it has to be something that you cultivated, right? That you've found in yourself that you can point to and say, "You know what? I know I've,
1: how to love people and I've learned to love people the way that they need to be loved." I think that's something I've cultivated in myself.
0: And I was I was just about to no, I was you weren't. I was going to say that. Yeah, I was no, I weren't. was actually going to mm-hmm. say that. Not not so much love. I wasn't going to say that you love people, but that you empathize with people very well.
1: I do. and I've you know what, though? I'm an empath, okay? So that's something that i i've I've cultivated over the years. But at one point, that was really unhealthy for me. Now I'm learning how to manage my empathy in a very healthy way. And it's funny that we were kind of on the same wavelength, which sometimes when I'm on the same wavelength with you, I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm going in a logical <laughs> going in a logical, per, you know direction because he's agreed with me. But yeah, I, w- I would say that. I think I've learned to cultivate that over the years.
0: You should follow your. Well, I say I say this to you all the time: follow your own gut. You know, my because gut
1: is always right. It
0: is always right. So again, don't try to be like me. In, in, no, in I'm just logical, saying that just, I
1: like yeah, I like, like when me. I can logically get through things because I'm. We've talked about this in the in the previous podcast. I'm very emotional. And again, we, we know we're talking about stress during this. My emotions, when they're running high, everything is so huge and so big. But when I can have a little logical sense to myself, it's okay, let me talk myself through this. Let me deduce from this, like, am I in danger? Do I have any control over this? Is there anything that I could do to change the outcome? If the answer is no, no, no. It's time to move on. So logically, I'm, I'm, I'm learning to think a little bit more logical but i'm still emotional and that's never going to change and
0: there's nothing wrong with that cuz i'm 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 just as emotional at times as you yeah. are right and especially around this time right because again we talked about like our anger issues and our heightened awareness that all comes from emotion my anger is just an emotion just like you know your sadness or mm-hmm. your fear is an emotion these are just emotions that we have to deal with that we tend to Exactly, and they're and and they're really just reactions to either anxiety or stress or something that's going on within us.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, if anything, I think this has been a really great podcast, at least in a sense that people can see how stress affects two different people. Stress well, everybody differently, but they were able to see, at least from us, how it affects us differently and how we cope differently. And I think that's where people need to start, you know, listen to this and take a step back and say, okay, how do I typically respond to a stressful situation? What can I see happening before the event? What happens afterwards? And start really, I want to say, psychoanalyzing themselves. Not a lot of people are self-aware and stress causes them to be less self-aware because they're looking for external things to reduce the shitstorm that's going on on the inside. So I hope people take away from this that you need to do some inner work because, everything that you need to manage stress in your life is all within you once you identify your strengths.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's all about self-awareness. And that's something that's a theme that we're probably going to continue to cuz it plays into promote. everything. Yeah, cuz it is. It's it, self-awareness is the is the one is the biggest thing.
1: Self-awareness is really really important because you need that for anything that you're going through.
0: Yes. We all have to be self-aware cuz that's that's the first step, right? Yes. Um and we're going to probably preach that throughout all our podcasts Absolutely. you know because oh, what well, we always say the power is in you mm-hmm. but for you we can't give you the answers just like and no one can give you the answers to change you because you're a, a s- separate individual with with completely so different, unique exactly issues and str- stressors and traumas and you're a unique human being that exactly there's, there's only one of you so there's only one person that can really fix you And it's not us and it's not anyone else. The only person that can fix you is yourself.
1: And what we can offer though, I, from a professional standpoint, I can offer some tools and then we both can, from personal standpoints, offer some tools and and, and coping skills and things that we've done. And then you can look at all of that and say, okay, which ones do I want to try here? Which ones are going to fit with me? Because really you have to do the work.
0: Exactly. Because we're all a work in progress, right? None None of us are perfect. We're all still Dealing with the same struggles. Going through the same issues. We're just finding a way to get through that. And that's what we hope for all of you guys. Exactly.
1: So I hope that you guys learned something and enjoyed hanging with us today. And again, if you have any questions, any topics, is there something you want us to pick apart? Let us know. Email us at podcast at apickfinnymedia.com or catch me on TikTok, ask.courtney.com. If you're on Instagram, ask Courtney underscore. Or if you're on Facebook and you're looking for a little positive group to hang around with, you can check out It Takes the Village with the little picture of a house. So, yeah, reach out to us if you have questions or if you want to be a guest.
0: Awesome. And as always, guys, stay safe and we're all in this together.
1: And don't be afraid to ask for help.